the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on? A good evening, a good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you are consuming or listening to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Welcome. Hope you've had a great week. It has been a very hot and humid one in the Northeast. It finally broke uh, just a couple of days ago, just in time for the weekend, which is nice. Finally got a chance to enjoy my backyard a little bit and be able to sit outside. Uh, and relax and uh, enjoy a beer. Uh, my do- my new dog Chase running around the backyard, which is fantastic. Um, and I'm just I'm able to to relax and enjoy a good craft beer, which is really good. Uh, listen, we've got a great show for you tonight, and a very unique guest um, that you want you're going to want to know more about. And we'll have the opportunity to meet not only her but her um, her two uh, co-owners, all female. Um, brewery owners. This It's really cool. We'll get into it in a second. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got news and notes to get to. Of course, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft via email, Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Podcasts. Do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. We're on Alexa. We're on Odyssey. We're on iHeart. We're on the HoppedUpNetwork.com. Head over there. Uh, you can get the entire podcast version of the show. Uh, a couple minutes after the show ends, you can download and listen to it at your leisure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Myra, and I know I'm getting her name wrong and I apologize, uh, Kimura from Japis Sarvahara. Sarvahariya? I think it's Sarvahariya. Uh, she's one of a trio of Japanese-Brazilian women that's bringing their beer to America on a whirlwind tour with a few stops in New York, California, and other places in between. Uh, Myra, I believe it's Myra, we'll, we'll make sure on that one, Is the, she's the brewer. Uh, she's also one of the co-founders. Uh, she also handles the business uh, end of it. Uh, I'm going to chat with her about Japas Sarvaharia. Uh, this is a Braz- Japanese-Brazilian brewery. Fascinating story um, that my good friend um, Shafranz had sent to me. And um, I have to tell you, I was very impressed. As soon as I read it, I'm like, I've got to interview uh, these women. This is fantastic. But I'm also going to get an opportunity to meet them uh, this coming week uh, in New York City. 
uh, at a uh, a sort of meet and greet. They're doing a tap. Ta- they're doing some tap takeovers in Manhattan and Brooklyn, uh, and I will give you the dates on that in just a couple of moments as to where they're going to be. Uh, because if you happen to come out to this one on thir- this coming Thursday night, you might get a chance to see me as well. Now, speaking of things going on in New York, the New York City Brewers Guild uh, is having their Blocktoberfest. The tickets are on sale now. Uh, it takes place Saturday, October 1st. It's at the Brooklyn Navy, Hard, uh, Navy Yard behind Building 77. All New York City beer in one place. Food vendors, entertainment to be announced. Very limited number of discounted early bird general admission tickets are available. And once they sell out, regular uh, general admission pricing applies. There's also VIP early access. You get in one hour earlier with fewer attendees and access to special pours. Don't forget, you can take the NYC ferry right to the fest. Um, keep an eye out for more announcements, and we'll update you as we as uh, things go along. The early bird tickets right now, if they're still available, they run $45 plus fees. General, general admission is $55 plus fees. The week of tickets, if uh, the week of the event, those are $65 uh, plus fees. The VIP is $85 uh, plus fees, and then designated driver uh, tickets are $15 plus fees. Uh, just follow New York City Brewers, NYC Brewers on Instagram. You click the link in the bio. Uh, for their tickets, uh, to purchase tickets. Um, Again, this is all New York City Brewers. Uh, It's a great event that they put on every year. Again, it helps the New York City Brewers Guild. Um, I was looking at my schedule to see if I can make it. I don't think I can, Um, but it's one of those things where if you go, you're going to have a fantastic time. And if you're already in Manhattan, you can take the NYC ferry over. It drops you right off. It's a couple-block walk, uh, and you're there, which is really cool. Now, left-hand brewing has announced the uh, what they say the official establishment uh, of a fifth season. It falls between summer and autumn. It's pumpkin spice season. I know there are a lot of people who don't like pumpkin beers, but there is a segment that does like pumpkin beers. Uh, this is the brewery's released Pumpkin Spice Latte Nitro. It's a new seasonal pumpkin ale with spices and coffee. It is now available in four packs of 16-ounce cans nationwide. Uh, so, uh, again, this is um, a pumpkin spice latte with some with some premium coffee by uh, Boulder-based Ozo Coffee for a true latte taste. And, uh, of course, their Oktoberfest Marzen Lager has also returned for the season. That is available right now. So you want to check out Pumpkin Spice Latte Nitro, uh, latte Nitro and Oktoberfest Marzen Lager. Uh, you can find it out, uh, you know, at their, um, just go to lefthandbrewing.com. Check their beer finder and you can, you know, you can figure out where it is in your area. So that's very cool from Left Hand Brewing. Epic Brewing, uh, which is a place I really have to get to when I'm out in San Diego. Uh, and just, my goodness, it's only a couple months away. It's in November. I'll be out there. Um, they have expanded their footprint, uh, footprint into Orange County. The Vista-based brewery will offer their lineup of brews on draft and in 16-ounce cans where fine craft beer is sold in partnership with their San Diego distributor, Scout Distribution. So you can see it in Anaheim, Orange, Santa Ana, Huntington Beach, Irvine, Laguna Beach, San Clemente, uh, Whole Foods, Bevmo, and Total Wine, and more are among the first um, Orange County locations where Epic Beer will land, uh, in addition to local shops and bars specializing in craft beer. They've done a bunch of different releases uh, that, um, uh, and a, little, a couple of tap takeovers to get people involved. Those have happened already. Uh, but in late August uh, through October, they're turning their brewing efforts towards their Fest beer, a true-to-style Oktoberfest lager, more complex and flavorful than a Pilsner, but less malty than a Marzen. Uh, this award-winning lager draws attention twice a year when the release of this classic Bavarian style indicates the arrival of the spring and fall seasons. 
for uh, more information, epicbrewing.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Epic Brewing, and that's spelled E-P-P-I-G, brewing.com. Uh, so check them out, and I cannot wait to check them out in November when I am out in San Diego. That is definitely a stop on the uh, Whirlwind Brewery Tour for a couple of days. Angry Orchard, the nation's leading cider maker, has announced the launch of Angry Orchard Hardcore Dark Cherry Apple Imperial Hard Cider. This is going to clock in at 8% ABV. It is available now in six packs of 12-ounce cans. It will also be a featured flavor in the Angry Orchard Fall Hall variety packs that are dropping this fall. Uh, This is, let's see, bittersweet cider apples blended with dark cherry juice from Concentrate for a deliciously easy-to-drink cider bursting with real fruit flavors. So it's got that apple, the tart cherry sweetness in it as well. And again, Hitting shelves now, uh, you can have it at your barbecue, you can have it, uh, get it ready for Labor Day. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're also doing a contest. Um, they, want, uh, they want drinkers to show off how hardcore they are. Uh, it, that has begun already. Angry Orchard is hosting a hard-to-the-core contest where drinkers are encouraged to live out their hardcore dreams, and the brand will foot the bill $500 worth, whether it's bungee jumping, skydiving, rock climbing, or hardcore chilling in the backyard. First 40 drinkers age 21 and over to submit a photo completing their hardcore activity via Twitter with a hashtag of AO Hardcore and tag Angry Orchard will receive a $500 cash prize. Contest is open from now until September 8th. Winners will be notified via direct message from the official Angry Orchard Twitter account. For more information on where to find this particular uh, cider, head over to angryorchard.com. You can, of course, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, this month, Japas Servaharia, uh, co-founders uh, Maira Kimura, Yumi Shimada, and Fernanda Uino, 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 I believe, will tra- is traveling or have they've already traveled to the United States. Uh, they are on a whirlwind east to west coast trip that includes pop-up events, beer collaborations, and distributor meetings. This all-female Nippo-Brazilian trio hopes to share their passion. Crafting culture with the United States and beyond. So, Nippo Brazilians or Japanese Brazilians are Brazilian born individuals with Japanese ancestry. Brazil apparently is home to the largest Japanese population outside of Japan, stemming from Japanese emigration to Brazil in 1908 when the Japanese ship uh, Casado Maru arrived in the port of Santos south of Sao Paulo. So, um, as Kimura says, she says, through, uh, through Japanese, we got deeply connected with our ancestry, and we got to know our past better. It also connected us more with our families as our lineage and history are proudly showcased in the beer. She is, uh, as I said, uh, Myra uh, Kimura, she's also the brewer and the business strategist for Japanese. Uh, through this process of beer making, we learn about ourselves and about our Japanese culture every day. Now, Japanese is slang that refers to those of Japanese descent. While the term can be permissible to some, Japanese co-founders are clear that the term should only be used when given permission or in reference to the brewery. In harnessing the word and bringing it into the brand, the women of Japanese are re-signifying and reappropriating Japanese to showcase their pride in their origins and mixed cultures and translating that directly into their beer. This is very cool. Um, so they say that every beer tells a story. They have a number of different beers. Uh, apparently they have an American pale ale that's made with wasabi. Uh, and an IPA that that honors the ship that arrived in Brazil in 1908 that would launch future generations of immigrants. 
Um, there's a bunch of different things here. I, I very quickly because I know we need to take a break here, but I want to give you where they're going to be. They are their beers available right now in California, Florida, Massachusetts, New York, Michigan, Rhode Island, Maine, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. They're also coming soon to South Carolina and Texas. They will be in town in New York on Thursday, August 18th. This is where I'll be at the Tap Takeover at the Jeffrey, which is on 311 East 60th Street from 5 p.m. to close. Uh, on Friday, August 19th, the happy hour, meet the Brewers with Japis at Kimura on uh, St. Mark's Place from 530 to 8. On Saturday, August 20th, they're going to be in two places. They will be at Izakaya uh, Jiraku on Ludlow Street in New York. And then they will be at the Flatiron Restaurant in Brooklyn uh, on uh, on Saturday, uh, August 20th, from 5 to 8 p.m., a bunch of other places as well. We'll get those dates out there when we can, uh, but it is going to be a lot of fun uh, to talk with um, Maira Kimura uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world with Suds and Duds a little bit later on as well. We were supposed to have Elton Andrus Knight, the new CEO of Founders Brewing, this week. He is going to be coming on at the end of the month, just to let people know. We'll be back right after this on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Can't stop this thing we started. Brian Adams, uh, you know, I was reminded on uh, Facebook uh, a couple days ago that um, it was a few years ago, 2019 actually, or 2018, I can't forget, I, I think it was 2019, uh, that I saw Brian Adams. This is before the pandemic, it was the last summer before the pandemic and concerts were canceled. And I saw Brian Adams with Billy Idol, and I'd never seen Brian Adams before. And I wasn't looking, you know, not that I wasn't looking forward to it, but that I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's Brian Adams. Boy, let me tell you something. That cat can play, and he impressed me. His energy was amazing the entire night. Now, I know he's touring uh, all across Canada. There hasn't been any U.S. dates, but if he comes back to the States again, I would absolutely go and see him again. He was a lot of fun. I mean, it was really, honestly, a, uh, a fantastic show. Uh, with him and uh, and Billy Idol. So great stuff, good stuff. Uh, going to see Joe Bonamassa this coming week uh, with Kenny Wayne Shepard and uh, Jason Bonham over at uh, Jones Beach. Uh, may take a flyer on sticks the, the following night over at um, PNC Bank Art Center. We'll see. You know, It's the summer, man. I love concerts, and I love outdoor concerts. It's so much fun. Anyway, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, Myra uh, Kimura. Again, I'm going to get her name right <laughs> interviewer. I know there's a pronunciation issue here. Trust me. I'll get it done. Co-founder, brewer, business strategist for Japas Servaharia, I believe is how it's pronounced. I'm hoping I got that right, too. Uh, They're conducting a tour of the U.S. where their beers are sold in places like New York, California, Rhode Island, just to name a few. Full list available, along with more info on their website, JapasServaharia.com. We're going to discuss their uh, journey through the states. Uh, and uh, where they'll be, uh, along with uh, so many other questions about Japanese Brazilians 
which is fascinating to me, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Cape Beverage Distributing, uh, they have announced uh, the first non-alcoholic brand to their distribution portfolio. It's called Groovy. Uh, Cape Beverage is distributing three of the popular brands from Groovy uh, to New Jersey retailers. Um, which has already started, if I'm not mistaken, non-alcoholic juicy IPA, an alcohol-free dry secco, like a, a take on a prosecco, and an alcohol-free bubbly rosé. Now, it launched in 2019 as a family operation groovy, uh, committed to providing quality non-alcoholic beverages, fostering an inclusive community focused on health and wellness. They have quickly become a popular brand amongst consumers. They even picked up a gold award for one of their non-alcoholic beer offerings at this year's uh, World Beer Cup, which is really cool. Many Americans have cut back or reduced alcohol consumption, uh, and now over 30% of American adults, listen to this, do not consume alcohol. The non-alcoholic category itself is expected to grow over 30% in the next few years. In fact, non-alcoholic wine grew nearly 40% in 2021. So again, a non-alcoholic juicy IPA, uh, notes of citrus, a hint of fig, packed with pineapple, alcohol-free dry secco, delicate floral, semi-dry with a touch of tartness. It's also their most popular beverage option. It is completely gluten-free and sulfate-free. An alcohol-free bubbly rosé, fruity on the nose, pours a light pink hue, tiny effervescent bubbles, complement notes of tart green apple and fresh strawberry. It is also gluten-free. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm doing a dry month, so I may start. I may do a, a few of these uh, dry um, beverages just to see how they taste and whether it is an, an alternative um, uh, to drinking alcohol at times. We shall see. Lining Kugels, uh, everybody knows, Wisconsin Brewery, six generations of family history. Uh, been brewing beer for almost 150 years. It was purchased by Miller Brewing Company almost 35 years ago in 1988. Of course, it's part of the Molson Coors family of beers. Um, but a beer that a lo- that people have been asking for that are fans of Lining Kugels is now back. It's called Sunset Wheat. It's a 4.9% ABV citrusy wit beer. Touch of blueberry and coriander, it's returned. Um, they also uh, are celebrating the momentous return of this beer to offering one lucky winner a $10,000 Labor Day trip to a Wisconsin cabin and the opportunity to live stream one of Wisconsin's famous late summer sunsets with a Sunset Wheat Ale in hand on the brewery's Instagram page. To be considered, Sunset Wheat fans need to submit their own video on Instagram explaining why they deserve to be Lining Kugel's first ever Sunset Streamer, tagging at Lining Kugel's in using the hashtags Sunset Streamer and, um, and Contest. So you've got to hashtag those two things. You can apply now through August 18th. You need to be 21 years or older. And, of course, they suggest you pull out all the stops for the opportunity to ride into that sunset with $10,000 in hand. That's pretty cool. Firestone Walker, great brewery. If you haven't had Firestone Walker National Brewery, you should absolutely seek it out. They make fantastic beers. And after a 30-year romance with hops, brewmaster Matt Brindelson has achieved a distinction like no other. Um, the Order of the Hop, it's an international award reserved for the most accomplished leaders in the world of hops. And Matt was at the Invitational Hop Congress in Prague last week to accept the award. Hops have been grown and bred in the Czech region for centuries. The Order of the Hop is awarded by the Hop Growers Union of the Czech Republic as a decoration for hop growers, merchants, breeders, and other personalities who grow, breed, process, or promote hops in the world or have otherwise contributed to the reputation and growth of the quality of this cultural hop. Uh, Brindelson says, I've been fascinated with hops and hop growing since the very start of my career, first as a hop chemist and later 
As a practicing brewer, I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be standing in front of a group of international hop growers and professionals in Prague, the motherland of Pilsner beer and Sazaz hops, receiving an award like this. Um, this is really cool. Now, his nickname in the industry, for those that don't know, is Merlin. And over the years, his hop journeys have taken him all over the world. He's traveled to South America, Russia, Australia, China, and across Central Europe. Uh, Matt says, he, uh, I met so many amazing people along the way whom I now consider to be good friends. I've always had a passion and a love for hops and better beer making. So this has been an amazing adventure that never felt like work. Kudos to Matt Brindelson and Firestone Walker for the order of the hop. That is really cool. And then finally, if you're not doing anything on Sunday, August 21st, uh, the folks at Odell Brewing Company um, in, in Colorado are doing a bunch of different Oktoberfest uh, related events. In Fort Collins from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., they'll be doing some stuff at their Five Points location from noon to 10 p.m. and at Sloan's Lake from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. They have, they're going to have boot mugs uh, of uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, you can get a boot mug and fill for $12. Uh, they're going to have, uh, you know, uh, they're going to have all kinds of kielbasa and sauerkraut, uh, tons of pretzels, uh, soft pretzels, all kinds of different things. Uh, to celebrate, uh, to kick off Oktoberfest at their tap rooms. That takes place again, like I said, Sunday, August 21st uh, at Fort Collins starting at 11 a.m. and five points at twelve at noon and at Sloan's Lake at 11 a.m. So if you're in the Colorado area and you want to head over to Odell Brewing, you should do so. Of course, their Oktoberfest, a Marzen-style lager. You definitely want to check that out from Odell Brewing, which is really cool. And by the way, kudos to Trogues uh, Brewing. The good folks over at Trogues for sending me some of their uh, Oktoberfest beer. I cannot wait to crack open a can and uh, and dive into that, which is going to be, um, I am sure, very tasty. That's another one of those. I, again, I'm almost out of time with the summer, but that's one of those trips where I'm going to have to take a trip one day uh, with my wife, head out to Hershey, uh, maybe make a day out of it or spend the, spend the night or whatever and visit Trogues and some of the other breweries uh, in the surrounding area because Trogues makes some fantastic beer and these guys have been um, wonderful to me uh, and wonderful to the show as well. Now, when we come back after a short break, uh, Myra, uh, Myra, 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 and we're going to find out. Trust me, Kimura, she's the co-founder, brewer, and business strategist for Japis Sarvaharia, and she'll join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that is G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, we're on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, Alexa Ready as well on the Odyssey app, on iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, including... The Hopped Up Network. Just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can check out the podcast version of that show, of this show, excuse me. Uh, just a couple of minutes after midnight Eastern time, you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. And there is a plethora of other uh, broadcasts that you can listen to as well uh, at thehoppedupnetwork.com. Now, my next guest is part of a trio of women that discovered their ancestry through beer 
which I think is pretty awesome. They're crisscrossing the United States to spread the word and quench the thirsts of us Americans with their beer. It is uh, Japanese-Brazilian beer, and they're in the New York area next week. I'm going to give you all the details on that in just a few moments. They're going to be all over the country, uh, but specifically in New York uh, coming up uh, ne- uh, this this coming week, actually. We're airing this, of course, on a Sunday. The name of the brewery is Japas Cervaceria. Uh, .com. That is the website for more information. It's a little bit of a, a, a weird spelling, and we'll get to that in a moment. But let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Maira Kimura. Maira, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, Maira, I was reading the press release about how all of you ladies, which includes uh, Yumi Shimada and Fernanda Unio, are all of Japanese-Brazilian ancestry, and you all have a love of beer. Now, did you all meet through beer, or were you, were you schoolmates, work friends? How did the friendship come about? Uh, we actually met through beer, exclusively through beer. Um, I used to work with Yumi in my previous beer project. Um, she did some illustrations for us. Um, then we met. Um, Fernanda, I think I met her in an event, a beer event. Okay. Uh, they, two met, Yumi and Fernanda met through a course. They, they did a course together, like tasting beer, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah, beer brought us together. And, and so you all had this mutual love for beer. How, what was the, you know, how did you come up with the idea? You were all, you, obviously you're doing different things. And then you all, did you all just collectively decide, hey, we can do this. We can make beer. Let's do this and sort of spotlight our ancestry. Exactly. We started to figure out that we had a lot of things in common, like this ancestry and stuff. And then we, we said, like, yeah, it would be fun to make a beer, like, um, to celebrate that. And it was, at first, it was something small. It was, we did just a small batch home brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, we divided it by four and added um, four different ingredients on them. Uh, one of them was wasabi. Um, I actually don't remember which, which three other ingredients were because the wasabi one was so good that I decided, yeah, maybe this has... Um, maybe this has to expand and become a brand, and then it it began. <laughs> so now, how do the beers reflect? Do the do the beers reflect both sides of your cultures, or do the beers just focus on just the Japanese part of your ancestry? We actually started more focusing on on the Japanese side, mm-hmm. but now we're expanding more, like uh, this concept of uh, Japanese Brazilian or Brazilian Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's uh, we, we're not Japanese, right? right? We we like to pay homage to this ancestry of ours, but uh, we're we're Brazilian, <laughs> right. so we need to to. It's a different culture. It seems like the same thing, but it's not. It's like the fusion of Brazil and Japan. So we decided to um, to add more things like ingredients, Brazilian ingredients too, uh, especially when we come here, like or to other countries mm-hmm. um, when we do collabs people always like focus on more mostly on Brazilian side which is very cool right. um, yeah <laughs> we like to mix everything like like we are mixed uh, we like to mix everything and a, make everything fun a, a potpourri of fun that's I, I, I'll describe it like that we're talking with Maira uh, Kimura <laughs> she is the co-founder brewer and business strategist 
for Japes Cervaceria. Uh, they're conducting a tour of the United States where their beers are sold in places like Rhode Island, New York, California, to name a, flu- a few. A full list available along with more info on their website, japascervaceria.com. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Now, the term Japas is slang for those that are of Japanese descent. Now, you ladies decided to embrace this term as a part of the name of the brewery. Part of this, obviously, we're talking about it, is you want to show pride in your origins, correct? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's because um, sometimes people can make a general assumption that somebody is Japanese and they're not. Mm-hmm. So in Brazil, it's kind of common to call everybody from Asian origin Japa, which is not cool, totally okay. not cool. cool. Um, but we decided to get this term and make it like positive and also tell people uh, it's not okay to call anybody a Japa, even if they have... If they if they have Japanese origins, it's not cool. Like if people have names, uh, we don't assume people are Japanese or Chinese or whatever. Um, but we we decided to use it with pride. And so the only time someone should really use this term is when they're referring to the brewery, right? Yes. I see. Talking with uh, My- uh, Mayra Kimura. Uh, she is the co-founder, brewer, and business strategist for Japis Cervaceria. They are conducting a tour of the United States. Their beers are sold in a number of different states, Rhode Island, New York, California, to name a few. We've got to get you out to New Jersey because that's where I live so I can get some access to some of these beers. Now, full list is available along with more information on their website, Japis Cervaceria, and I'll spell that out. It's C-E-R-V-E-J-A-R-I-A.com, and we'll post a link on our Twitter page as well as our Facebook page as well as we're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, Mayra, uh, are the beers brewed here in the United States and then distributed, or are they brewed in Brazil and then shipped here? They're brewed here in Chicago. Okay. Um, we find that's like a cleaner way to do it. It's uh, The beer gets uh, less expensive, of course, than right. it, it was in an ex- uh, import. Um, and it's fresher, it's, it's better for the beer. Right. So, so in other words, you give the recipe to a, to a, a brewer, they brew in the United States, uh, and as you said, in Chicago, they, put, they produce the recipe and then distribute the beer uh, from there. Exactly, yes. Got it, got it. Now, last question for me. When you're thinking about creating a beer, are you thinking about it from the perspective of a chef? I've, I've asked this of a number of brewers before. Do you think about how this beer would pair with a particular food? Or is there something that sort of catches your eye, maybe something that you're, you're, you, you've, you've looked at and you say, oh, I, I think that would look good, you know, or I think that would make a great beer? Or when you're, uh, when you're out and you're eating and you're having fun with friends or, a, or even having a particular alcoholic drink, do you look at it and go, I'd love to be able to translate this into a beer and sort of come up with the recipe that way? Um, yes, actually, we have several ways to create a beer. One of them is like, of course, like having a cocktail and, oh, this would like uh, taste good in a beer or something. Um, we we like to pay attention to, to culinary trends, too. Right. Um, we like to, to sometimes we, we have like an idea of, there's a good example that we always use, which is kawaii. Uh, beer. It's um, it's a beer. It's a New England IPA. Okay. Uh, a pink New England IPA that we we wanted to do a, a pink beer because kawaii is a term in Japan that's like uh, the culture of 
uh, cuteness, like Hello Kitty and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so we decided, yeah, we want to do a pink beer, but we want it to be sweet. We don't want people to assume that it's going to be a sweet beer just because we're like women or anything right. like that. Right, I can uh, So we decided that. to do an IPA, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And we did, uh, we did like, um, Yumi did, um, a, how do you say, uh, raspberry puking a rainbow. <laughs> uh, raspberry so puking a, a rainbow. Okay. Yeah, it's a kawaii kind of like... It's a twisted kind of kawaii. It's our interpretation of kawaii. And that's one line of creating things. The other one is like, um, uh, the other example, there's a Kasatomaru uh, beer mm-hmm. um, that it's uh, homage to the first ship that got to Brazil with uh, Japanese Im- immigrants. Right. And uh, we did it to celebrate the 110 years of this arrival. So we started from there, like, right? So we decided to create also a New England IPA. And with a fruit that also co- came to Brazil uh, as an immigrant, which is the co- uh, here in, in the States called Sumo Citrus. Okay. Um, but we decided to, to connect concepts all together and create this beer. And then it, it, it became like a line of beers because uh, we did Sanuki Maru, which was the, the, the ship brought the Kimura family to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, Rio de Janeiro Maru, which was the ship that brought both Yumi's and uh, Fernanda's families in, in different years. But then we did a double IPA. <laughs> oh, that's what <laughs> so we like to play with these concepts and like to tie everything together. That's that's wonderful. I love that you, you come up with these creative ways of the, the double IPA because both of their families came in. And then the, the first one. see, this is great. And for those that don't know, the largest population of Japanese uh, citizens outside of uh, outside of Japan is in Brazil, which I think is fascinating. My guest has been Mayra Kimura. She's the co-founder, brewer, business strategist for Japa Sarasaria. They're conducting a tour of the United States. Their beer, their beer is sold in places like Rhode Island, New York, California. They are actually going to be in New York uh, this coming week, and I cannot wait to meet up with them at one of the places that they'll be at. They'll be in Manhattan, Brooklyn. We're going to get all that information out to you uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But, Mayra, thanks so much for joining me. Very much appreciated, and I look forward to meeting uh, you as well as your uh, your co-owners uh, this coming week in Manhattan. We're looking forward to meet you, too. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds, and we're going to get that information out to you as to where you can meet up with the ladies uh, next week in Manhattan and in Brooklyn. But that's coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Deborah Harry, Blondie. What a great, uh, you know, a lot of Blondie songs are still wonderful to listen to today. They are cl- absolute classics. I got to meet Deborah Harry once. She was doing a satellite tour at a um, syndicator that I was working for in the late 90s. And um, they had a new album out and they were, uh, you know, touring about it, talking about it. 
And my wife's a huge Blondie fan. And I bought the album. I remember running upstairs, not the album, the CD. Ran upstairs, and uh, she signed the, um, you know, the little jacket uh, to my wife. And uh, really cool. I wonder if my wife still has that. I know when we moved, we were moving a bunch of stuff. I wonder if she still has that Blondie CD, because that would be really cool. If, if she still had it. Anyway, Suds and Duds coming up in just a second. But I did want to take a moment... Um, what a wonderful conversation I had with Mayira Kimura, the co-founder, brewer, and business strategist for Japa Savasaria. Uh, they have a number of dates coming up here uh, this week in New York. Uh, starting on Thursday, there'll be a tap takeover at the Jeffrey, which is uh, the Jeffrey is a New York City craft beer and bites bar. Uh, that's on 311 East 60th Street from 5 p.m. to close. I'll be at that event um, uh, on, more on the early side. So if you are in the city and you're in the uh, 60s, and you want to stop by, uh, come by, say hello. Uh, I will certainly be there uh, enjoying a few adult beverages because the next day I'm on vacation and I get to go see Joe Bonamassa, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and Jason Bonham out at Jones Beach, which is going to be great. And on Friday, August 19th, it's a happy hour. Meet the Brewers with uh, Jeppe Savasaria at Kimura, uh, which is on 31 St. Mark's Place uh, downtown in New York from 5.30 to 8 p.m. A Saturday, August 20th, airing at Chasing Jeppe's Brunch at Izakaya Jiraku, which is on Ludlow Street, 121 Ludlow Street from noon to 5. Then they're over at the uh, Flatiron Restaurant, 397 uh, Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn from 5 to 8. I don't think they're going to be there right at 5 unless they're leaving the other event early because you really can't be in two places at one time. Then they'll be out in California the week of um, uh, Friday, August 26th. They will be at at the Tetra Hotel in Sunnyvale, California at 5.30 p.m., uh, then they will be, uh, there's a brewer's dinner, uh, at the Tetra hotel, um, in Sunnyvale for at six 30, uh, on Saturday, August 27th, they will be at, at the Tetra hotel again, uh, for another, uh, for a sort of summer celebration from noon to 3 PM. There's a ticket cost there. It's $35 includes unlimited beer. And then they are in Louisville, Kentucky on September 8th at against the grain brewery. Uh, so that's really cool. And apparently it's, uh, uh, Haiziku uh, release in the United States, so that'll be in uh, Kentucky, which is really, really cool. Now, let us dive into Suds and Duds, bunch of beers to get to. Speaking of which, other half brewing, Double Dry Hopped Citra Plus Galaxy. Uh, I did a little day drinking a couple of weeks ago with some friends. They were um, having lunch, uh, my good friends Kim and Tracy, and they called and said, you need to be over here. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon, your wife's working Get over here. And uh, so I ran over to Paragon Tap and Table because it's only five minutes from the house. And it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And why not? I can. So I, I enjoyed a delicious Other Half beer, which, by the way, Other Half and Troon had a collab that was released uh, this past weekend uh, on Friday. Um, I am hoping that I secured it as I'm, I'm taping this on Friday morning. So I'm hoping that I secured it because if I did, I can stop over there in Brooklyn uh, to pick it up on the way home and then uh, enjoy it this weekend, and I will get you a review in a couple of weeks if I did get it. Uh, Schilling Beer is now uh, in New Jersey, which is really cool. Uh, Alexander is their Pilsner. It is a banging Pilsner. Um, I was looking for something light uh, to drink while I was day drinking, and this absolutely did not disappoint. It's a fantastic beer. I could have probably had three or four of them. Um, what's great is that Paragon has on tap, Paragon Tap and Table, Coastal Brew Works, the Awkward Tan Lines, which is their lager. It's a fantastic lager. I cannot wait for John and Matt to get this brewery open. I'm hoping that they have something going 
by the end of the year, uh, we'll see. Um, I think it's going to be more like next year, but we'll see. Um, speaking of which, Ross Brewing, uh, I spoke with John Cocosa last week at uh, Manor Hopkin, and uh, we were talking about you know when the brewery is going to be open. He's got all of his permits, his COs, everything is done. He's waiting on the state. So once again, New Jersey dragging their feet to get things rocking and rolling. I mean, he's going to have a great facility once it's open. He's hired a brewer. Um, his former brewer left. So things are moving along quite not, quite nicely. Mana Hopkin, by the way, was fantastic. A great event. Um, you know, you know. Thanks to everybody who was there. It was great to see uh, Alexis. We had a great time going around, uh, sampling different beers, drinking different beers. The judging was outstanding. Uh, Vic, you are a a true gentleman, my friend. Thank you for inviting me. I will absolutely be there next year. It was a lot of fun, even though it was very hot and humid. Uh, probably one of the better judging events that I've been to in quite some time. And the festival is great. It's it, right in the center of Manahawk, and it was a lot of fun. Had a wonderful time. Cannot wait uh, to do it again. Some great beers there. In fact, alternate ending one for there, uh, Royal Rug Pilsner, uh, which was tremendous. So uh, just, a, just a great day uh, in Stafford Township, uh, Manahawk, in, uh, New Jersey. Imperfect Wave by Kane. It's a very good IPA. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Kane's IPAs. I, I will be the first to admit it. And they're actually celebrating... 11 years this weekend open as a brewery, so congratulations to them. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of their IPAs. I, I think that's not their strong suit. I think their um, they're Belgians, their darks, their stouts, those are where they're, uh, you know, that's their wheelhouse. Um, but the, this is a, a very good IPA. Very, very good. Now, speaking of, I don't even want to say good, but great IPAs, Emperor Julius from Treehouse. Now, my neighbor, as I've mentioned before, he makes a run to Treehouse every once in a while when he's away on business. In fact, he's going there this week, and I was dropping beers off to him, and when he told me he was going to Treehouse, because he's picking up some beers for Jones Beach as well, I immediately handed him money. I said, here's cash. He says, no, wait, wait, wait. I said, no, no, take the cash, get me whatever you feel like it, uh, whatever this, this buys, get it. I don't care. Just bring me stuff home, because they make fantastic beer. Uh, this is a delicious beer, juicy, creamy, love it. In fact, I think the... Uh, National IPA Day, untapped at a study, the top five IPAs, all of them were Treehouse. And, and not surprising. Fantastic beers. Now, the last two beers, both are from Weldworks. Uh, this first one, Smoke and Jalapenos. I, I have to tell you, uh, Kim, uh, who works over at Wet Ticket, not the same Kim I was drinking with the other day, um, but uh, she works at Wet Ticket, and Kim does an amazing job of getting me these great beers from all over the country. Now, we can get Weldworks in New Jersey, but this particular beer, Smoking Jalapenos, I don't think is available in New Jersey. She brought it home. She was on a trip, uh, you know, hiking in the Grand Tetons and, and all this other stuff, and she brought this home. And I have to tell you, it's a smoked lager with jalapenos. It's not a Roush beer. They don't even describe it as a Roush beer. They describe it as a smoked lager. There's lime whiskey-barreled smoke, smoked malt in this. I have to tell you, what a great hit of heat right up front, and then it backs off. Good smoke flavor on it, not overpowering. And then at the end of the heat, you get that lime sort of refresher to your palate. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to really like this beer. And I have to tell you, every time I kept going back to the glass to take another sip, it got better and better and better. The heat never got oppressive because heat beers are tricky. It never got to the point where I didn't want to drink this. Delicious beer. Kim, thank you. And then the uh, final one from uh, Weldworks, this is uh, Mosca's Secret Stuff, Juice Bomb, straight up, velvety smooth, delicious, had a lot of great flavor to it, 
Uh, really enjoyed it. I wish I had another can of it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from the juicy IPAs and stuff, trying to do a few things different. Uh, but this was one I could go in again and again. And I have to tell you, again, smoking jalapenos, you, you look at it and you think, there's no possible way I'm going to like this beer. It's jalapenos. It's heat. It's this. If you have the opportunity to be out at Weldworks and they have this on can or they have it on draft. In fact, I think she said she had it on draft and got it in cans to take home. Um, and she said there was a little, you know, some differences between draft and can, and that usually happens. It's an excellent beer. I mean, really, I, I have to say very impressed with how good that beer was uh, from Weldworks. And then finally, I want to go back to Manahawkin and uh, Manahopkin for a second. Uh, had a great time at the event. Spoke to a lot of different people, uh, mostly about the, uh, the NJABC rules. Um, met some folks from Battle River Brewing. Hope to have them on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, had a long conversation with Mike Geller from Threes Threes. I'm hoping to get him on the program uh, for next week's program uh, to talk about a bunch of different things. But it's great to see legislators introducing bills into the legislature th- uh, this past week. They can't be voted on until next month. Uh, but it's good to see that things are moving. Governor Murphy has been completely silent during this. I have challenged him to come and meet me for a beer and have a discussion about it. He has yet to respond. I know he was in Israel this week, but let's go, Governor. Your silence speaks absolute volumes that you're not commenting one way or the other. It says to me that you're in the pocket of the restaurant lobby, and that's not good. Don't you want to be fair and equitable to everyone? Yes, we need to change the liquor license laws. We need to reform them. However, let's get some first steps done, and then let's move on to a broader package where we can reform the liquor license laws. Keep writing your legislators. Keep writing the governor. It will work. It will happen. There will be change. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, Mayura Kimura, the co-founder, brewer, and business strategist for Japas Savasaria, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. And by the way, Happy anniversary to WSIA on the College of Staten Island. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.